Hi guys, we're back. We're back. Okay. And we're still using our intro. Welcome to Your Aunties Could Never, episode 29, I think. Um, sorry you weren't here last week. Auntie Far and I took a much needed break and now we're back at the back back. So I think, just jumping straight into it, Auntie Farah, who are you welcoming to the family? They are real family because I would like to big up my two brothers who stepped up to the highest uncle plate ever uncle nakim and uncle kareem and my mum can't forget my mum it's three people really who allowed me to go on holiday and looked after my daughter while i was away and did school run there and school run back and drama school and all of that good stuff and they're still doing it because i'm quarantined so haha, thank you very much brothers and mum <laughs> welcome to the family although they're already in the family, they're already in the family. <laughs> they need props today they did yeah. good stuff okay guys so what's been in the news? What have you heard? I was looking online and on the news and I saw that a few days ago there were these massive anti-coronavirus conspiracy marches and anti-lockdown marches in Trafalgar Square and actually across the country as well. And I was wondering if you guys had seen it and how you felt it was handled in comparison to BLM marches. Like media-wise? Media-wise and by the police also. From what I saw. So I watched one of them live from Trafalgar Square. I was watching as somebody was filming and it looked really calm. I agreed with some of the points that were being said, but it really did feel like um, it felt unnecessary. Like this is some really privileged shit that people are <laughs> complaining about. And it just felt like a, a monumental waste of time watching people talking about the oppression of wearing a mask. Maybe it could have just been the speeches I was hearing, but it just felt like really everybody wanted a day out in the sun. I, I can't take this too seriously at this moment. Like It just felt like, oh, come on, you're not being oppressed, really. Not at this moment. Not yet, anyway. Aren't you shy, I didn't pay no mind to it, to be honest. I just thought it was like, oh, God, whatever America does, the UK has to do too. That's the way I feel. Yeah. I just thought, oh, whatever. They're probably putting themselves at risk anyway. But I think it's just really, you know, it's really typical how it's handled. Do you know what I mean? It's seen as something that people are allowed to protest. They're allowed to ex exercise their rights. Black Lives Matter and their protests around it just not afforded the same sort of sympathies or the same sort of like allowances at all so i just think it's just a double standard really but what would you expect being here in britain <laughs> i literally saw it i was paid it no mind didn't affect my life i was still on a holiday high so who cares about this foolishness i'm getting feedback that's annoying i understand people's frustration with the confusion from the government but to protest as an auntie Anna said, it's a waste of time. I'd, what's the outcome? You're just outside anyway, without your mask. Point proven. Hopefully you're not going to spread COVID around. And that's it. Go about your business. What What was the point? I read there were 32 arrests. But to be honest, I purposely ignored it. I just didn't give a damn. So I can't even compare it to Black Lives Matter marches because I just didn't even care. 
I don't even know what the end result will be or is or has been. <laughs> well, nothing. We're following the rule of six is what the end result is. <laughs> it's just, it's just the rule of six and done by ten. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The reason why I brought up Black Lives Matter is it's just interesting to me how the media handled it because, it, as you said, it seemed very, very calm. It seemed very controlled. There were 32 arrests by the police for different violent disorder and a bunch of other stuff. But it was just handled in a much more calm, yes, go out and protest. This is absolutely fine. You sh- Maybe you should think about going home. It was more that way than forcefully policing and telling them they should be off the streets and to go home. So those are the two things that made me look in how it was handled. No one had on any mask, but they wouldn't because they think that it's all a bunch of bullshit, even though the, the death rates and the, not even the death rates, the rate of people infected has gone up from since May. It's it's steadily going up every day. So it didn't surprise me that they didn't wear any masks. You know, it was just, again, a thing of people protesting for things that they don't need to protest and then complaining about people protesting because they want their life to matter. It just made me laugh. And that's probably what it is. It's just ridiculous because at the moment the infection rate is doubling, isn't it, every seven days. Is you don't hear anyone blaming them. So they asked, you know what I mean? Like young people have been blamed, old people have been blamed, so many other people, everyone apart from this group. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just yeah. hypocrisy. It's, it's terrible. Like are you guys bothered if we go under another lockdown? It depends what it means, because if it's like now, because really from yesterday, it hasn't really changed that much in terms of like, you know, what we can do. It hasn't changed drastically. So if it's like this, then no. If it's going back to how it was in March, no, I'm not I'm not here for that. <laughs> I'm going to be out with some protesters. <laughs> 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 Because they're talking about six months of that it would be them for six months. You've got to be joking. No, 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 no. Can't I can't do it for that long. Sorry. Uh yeah, I don't think not as if it was as intense as back then. I, I enjoyed not enjoyed such a strong word. I was okay with the first time around because it gave me time to breathe. But this time around, I now I've had a taste of the outside and reminded myself of what it was like to be outside in multiple places. <laughs> now nah, man, I need my life back. I don't know, it's just weird because it doesn't even make any sense what's happening right now. Aunt Clara and I are in quarantine anyway, so we can't go anywhere. So if we're eased in from that, I'm not sure, it, it, maybe it'd be like a preparation, maybe being prepared and we'd be okay. But um, yeah, I'm like Aunt Shade, I'm not interested in this full down lockdown, can't go nowhere shit, not having it. But I think people will be more rebellious because I think people will have had a taste of freedom, seen what it's like, understand how it works. So I think the first time around, we were a lot more scared of this big thing. People now have understood how to live around it and be outside and come back in and not get it. So I think it'll be a lot harder to enforce. And I think, if anything, it'll be a lot more military if this time around, if people don't listen, because I think people are going to be like, now fuck this. And then, I think then we'll see more of the law enforcement of it all. And that might be a bit more um, troublesome, maybe. Yeah, I'm not for it. <laughs> I'm not about our life. I don't know. We've had a taste of the outside again. And whose fault is that? Go out and eat. Don't go out and eat. Have a wedding. Don't have a wedding. Go on holiday. Don't go on holiday. Work. Don't work. They don't know what they're doing. So I won't. I wouldn't be surprised if they fully lock us down but no one pays any attention yeah. and then it goes into some sort of military state they don't know what they're doing from one day to the next 
Side note, did you guys hear the thing about Boris apparently going to Italy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. The conspiracy theory that he apparently went to Italy over the weekend, him and his baby mother, the one that lives with him, um, mm -hmm. and the child, the one that lives with him, allegedly. And um, <laughs> apparently, yeah, apparently they went to Italy and then they, his people have come out and said, this is lies, this all lies. His son was christened this weekend. We were nowhere near Italy. But why would people come out and say that he went? It's all very strange. No, no, what's the comments? You're talking. We have Mantis Beats. He says, communism made in the UK. I'm not sure what that is referring to. Lockdown. Okay. Well, communism isn't, depending on how you look at it, Always, <laughs> let me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stayed away. Layla Cook does say, Welcome back, ladies. Thank you. Hi, Layla. Hi, Hi Layla. Layla. Hi, Layla. Man's got something else to say. So he said, Boris going to Italy was fact checked, and it was actually Tony Blair who had <laughs> traveled. <laughs> How random. So random. Thank you, for Thank you very much, Mantis. Okay, well, this kind of leads neatly into my topic. Basically, Wands of Council, yesterday I think it was, scared everybody or pre-warned everybody, uh, did a, one of Auntie Nana's famous back signals to us, because basically they tweeted uh, a grab bag tweet <laughs> saying, a grab bag is a bag full of emergency items in case you need to flee your home immediately, immediately without time to pack. They were basically advising people to do so. And people reacted like, what the hell's going on? What are you trying to tell us? What are you saying? People were scared and caused a bit of slight Twitter panic. And they did apologise and said, we're sorry to have caused alarm. The council said it was the post was part of a national prepared month campaign. And basically this is our, all councils are getting involved and telling people just to be prepared. It could be for any type of crazy situation, not just the apocalypse as everyone kind of reacted. <laughs> it's called 30 Days, 30 Ways UK, which aims to build household and community preparedness and resilience. So in this grab bag, grab and go bag, you get like a first aid, you have a first aid kit, batteries, whistles, whistles and torch, all that type of stuff. So I guess my question is, do you have a grab bag? Would you pack a grab bag? And what would you put in your grab bag? Auntie Shade, because I know you've got the best answer. <laughs> yeah, I have one. And I don't, I don't see it as like a, a big alarming thing, to be honest. I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's like my event heads, but it's always be prepared. Um, do you know what I mean? Especially at the beginning of this whole corona thing, that's when I, I guess like I updated it to make sure that I was prepared for any situation <laughs> just in case. But like there's loads of stuff in it. There's torch and candles and first aid kit and ideally you want to put some sort form of ID in like a plastic casing, some cash in there, some, you know, food that can last a long time, like that. Uh, energy bars kind of thing that last over a year or something like that do you know what I mean like just in case I probably to be fair watch too many dystopia disaster <laughs> content <laughs> but yeah I can't lie it was a bit comforting to me to know that you know I have this so if there was an emergency I can just grab it and go the only time I've had a bag like that is when I was pregnant and I was preparing to go to the hospital to have my baby but I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, I'm quite intrigued by your bag. I quite like that idea of it. Like, what ID have you got in it? Because what ID can you manage without in your day-to-day -day life? I mean, your passport, you can, you can leave it there. 
Oh, okay. you need it when you need it, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. No, I'm, I'm not against having one. I think mm-hmm. what I'm against is the way that Wandsworth Council just put it out there. Like they knew something was going to happen and they were like, come and get your bags. But um, I'm not against having one per se. I remember I worked on a show and it was after 9-11 and they did a whole segment on people who had disaster preparedness bags. So I'm not against it at all. It's just not something I probably have ever thought about for myself. But why not? I might do it now. Sounds like a good idea to me. I do think it's a good idea. I hadn't thought about it. And similar to Auntie Farah, it was only in pregnancy. And the babies came early, so my bag was never ready anyway. So (laughs) I didn't even manage to get that done. But I definitely... The way Wandsworth Council put it out, to me, did feel like a bat signal. (laughs) Like, ships going down. So, you know, pack your bag. It just came from nowhere. But a, a, a campaign, a TV advert, actually would be a good idea, along with a cheque of £500 to every household so that we can stock the bag for when we need to flee from the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I think that would be really helpful. Because they did that with um, COVID with older people. My mum got a little box delivered every day, or every week, sorry, of goods, like essentials. So I feel like everybody could get a council bag and then we can top it up with our own things probably fill out most of the things my mum got things like uncle ben's rice you're giving an african woman uncle ben's rice doesn't work however at least you've got the bog standards to start (laughs) you can remove and add and delete and remix it to how you feel um it was a crazy tweet to send out also things about signal definitely because i think auntie shad and i spoke about it first lockdown about having a bag i still didn't do it though so maybe i feel like i really should and also from watching lots of Walking Dead yeah. and stuff like that, it really should be um, something that we all have anyway, I just think. I don't know what I'd put in it, because I'd be really, really, I'd be that annoying person that's want to take, oh, I want to take this, and I want to take that, oh, God, how am I going to live without this? I'd want to take some books. <sighs> I'd need to take which tin food, I don't know, which tin food. Why are you going to say apocalypse? Because in an apocalypse, there will be some downtime, and I need to take my mind off the zombies outside, the fucking... Cabin that we're in. Because we're assuming there's going to be light for you to be able to. There might just be because someone someone might have to have electrical skills, might be able to wire up the battery, put a potato on it. What? Where's the electricity coming from? Listen, potatoes, man. You've got to know this shit. Didn't you listen in school? Battery to potato to make a circuit break and all that stuff. You've got to know these things. And so in some downtime, I might need to read. Then I'm going to need. Obviously, underwear. Like, it's just going to start getting funny. What, what, there might be, like, a, a an apocalypse rave. Might need an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I'll start to get silly with it. But um, it's a good idea. You should. I think everyone should have an emergency back here anyway. But also, the question I always ask as well is, what skills would you bring to the table in the event of apocalypse? Because I think people yes. know nowadays we're always, we know, we do lots of creative roles. We're not really hands-on. We're not taught to build woodwork and cookery. All that stuff's gone out the window in schools. But what skills would you bring to the table that would ensure that you would not be the first person eaten when things get really tough in amongst your group? I'll go with Auntie Shade. <laughs> Only because we've spoken about this before, yeah? <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is what we do. Um, so basically, I would have to be some sort of law enforcer <laughs> or, or, or like something to do with organization that's i think those are natural born skills that i can definitely bring to the table do you know what i mean so if it's like 
classifying people, making sure people stick to the rules, all that kind of stuff, oh, wow. understanding the rules, enforcing whatever the rules are, and um, maybe organising a beat that I'm not doing. <laughs> but that's that's it, really. I don't have... <laughs> everything else is, is useless. So I could be, like, the resident counsellor, um, mm-hmm. healer. By then, I should have my healing skills on tap. Um, I can make the clothing. Yeah, I think I would just be like the general carer for everybody. Like you'd come to me for counsel. So that would make me quite valuable because everybody would be going crazy. So I'd be able to watch people's mental health. I think I'm kind of like Auntie Shade. Mm-mm, there's two of I would you. Most, I'd <laughs> most definitely be law enforcement organisation. Your shit does not belong in that corner. It needs to be over there. This space is allocated to you. Stay within the laws, within the rules that we have made. That would be me 100%. And I'd also cook. So I'd appease people with all the rules that I've given them to stick by with food. And I can make <laughs> lots of things out of very, very small things. I'm, you know, I'd make that potato that you've stuck. <laughs> Why is it electricity? It tastes good. It be me. I'd also be cooking and baking and making cakes out of leaves, all that type of stuff. Where are you Uh, baking it? I've told you I can make a a kiln. You don't understand what I can do. (laughs) Out of stones, you make a kiln. I've watched lots of survival shows. You can make a kiln, set the fire, you can make like little leaf cakes. I can cook. And also I'll be comms, obviously, communication. You need the paraphernalia, you need the information, you need to communicate with um, other groups and stuff like that. I'll definitely be doing comms. So you need me to spread the propaganda on how to move the ship forward. And I think that's about it. I can actually also sew. So I will be assisting Nana in her sewing and people will buy <laughs> head wraps for so to keep away the animals. In the oh my so God. I'd be the- you'd be what? You're cleaning. Inspector. And what's not doing people's hair? That like then like after, innit? Everyone's hair's getting ratty. I'll be here on point to sort yeah, of hair out. Yeah, I could do hair as well. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. I think yeah. that's too little conflicting my roles. So yeah. I wouldn't. You know what I mean? So I'd have to save that one for emergencies. Yeah, so, I think so. Pretty much the aunties probably will be not eaten. Or hopefully, definitely not. Yeah, we've had entertainment as well for everybody. Come on, let's be real. That's true. We can provide entertainment. So last week, Kanye went on a marathon rantathon on Twitter and called into question the music business and also um, likened it to slavery and demanded that artists have their masters and called out Universal and Sony in the Twitter rant, which he texted me about, he paged me about this. This thing that he when he was banned from Twitter, so I put it out there to the to the people that Kanye was banned for. I think it was forty eight hours that he had a ban for because of the rant. Did you guys see it? What did you think? And do you think that Kanye is back to two thousand and three? Kanye is it two thousand and three when we all liked him around there? Is he back to that Kanye? Auntie Farah, go on. Come to me first. Listen, listen, I have said many, many, many times, you have to decipher some of the shit that Kanye says, because amongst the bullshit, there is often some fact. 
Now, other people have said what he said, and no one looked at them like they were crazy. They were like, yeah, 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 it's true, it's true, it's true, you know. But at the end of the day, whether or not um, <laughs> you believe everything that he says, I'm here for the fact that he's fucking certain people off. Because you have a lot of people need to open up their eyes and understand the contracts that they're tied into and all of that sort of stuff. Whether or not we're back to Kanye 2003, I don't know. The man's bipolar. Tomorrow he could be spouting some shit. I don't know. But I'm always here for Kanye because you've got to support people during their highs and their lows. That's what I say. I didn't know that this this happened. I don't know. Same old Kanye, to be honest. You know what I mean? He's always moaning about something. Pretty sure he's probably got a personal issue with Sony or Universal that he's trying to resolve. So he's trying to get everybody on board with his personal cause or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he's not saying anything new. He's not saying anything like different to Joe Budden was saying the other day. It's just Kanye, isn't it? Uh, yeah, um, I saw it. I thought, okay, go ahead, go go off. As and as everyone said, he always has a rant about stuff. I saw p- people on Twitter saying um, that. What about his artists? He's sending the same <laughs> charity or benevolence that he's asking from Sony. So let that would be interesting. I haven't seen an answer from him yet. I don't know if he's texted you any answers about that, Nana. Um, <laughs> no, he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't texted me. <laughs> I mean, you should call them out. I saw that he actually screenshotted the um, agreements. That's good. Yep. The people out yep. good say but then he got banned from Twitter and all that type of stuff. I, I, I mean, I didn't see people saying he was mad. I just actually saw people challenging him about his contracts with his artists, which is also fair. He must be in a lucid moment, so he must be on his meds and everything. So then we treat him as a normal human being who hasn't got issues and we respond accordingly. He's saying the truth, but also let him check his own stuff in his own house. I think the artist thing is quite, um, I think is really valid. A couple of his artists, well, they weren't his artists. It's people that he tried to sign. They said that he is really stingy and he does have bad contracts as well. <laughs> so one guy eventually did get signed. I can't remember what his name is, but it was like Kanye West offered him 35 grand for his deal and he was like I was worth like 10 times that so it's all subjective though isn't it as an artist they definitely should own their masters though I've always felt yeah. that was some proper slave shit yeah. but you know again these are the contracts and people sign them so I, I do think he's definitely self-serving mm. this isn't Jesus or God spoke to him to now champion music artist I think he definitely is up for nego. he's negotiating his contract he wants his masters and he's doing what all um I won't go down that road but what people do in terms of when they have their own self-serving agendas they try and get the masses to follow through with them so that they get what they want and I think Kanye is a master at that that he really is yeah, he, he's one to be watched for how he does things. I think there's a there's a blueprint if you want to go down that road, and he's doing a, a master stroke on on the universe at the moment. He showed his contract though, didn't he? Uh, he owes he owes the record company money as well. It's not even like that cut and dry. I'm sure he'll get his masters though. I have no doubt in that, brother. And I, I do think he'll be president as well. Not this time, but president. in our lifetime, I do think Kanye West is going to be president. But wait, Trump's president, anything's possible. Definitely. What would you like to say to that? 
honestly, 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 would be so deeply disappointed if more disappointed than Trump. I didn't say more. I just said disappointed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If Kanye was to become president, because it's just a free for all, like democracy. Forget it. It's a, a, democracy would just be a, a TV show. Like, yeah. it's just just forget it. It doesn't it doesn't exist. It honestly doesn't exist. Who would you prefer, Skepta or Kanye? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Skepta going into politics, I mean, doesn't he? I think that's a very leading question, Auntie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that's a good question. That's a good question. Skepta, I listened to Shutdown the other day with the boys because they really liked that track. And I had never realised how shit of a lyricist Skepta is. Like He is such a nursery rhyme rapper. So I can't imagine what type of speeches we're going to hear from him other than, yo, man, like, we need your taxes. Like It's going to be shit. Like He would be terrible. At least Kanye West is going to give some real performances up there. We're going to hear some speeches from him, some rants. It's going to be amazing. But Skepta, zero. No, he's lame. Him and Pretty can go. That's not me. Children together. I'm going to say, yeah, that I <laughs> don't know Skepta's political position on anything to be honest so I cannot have an opinion on this because I don't know his political position and I will back what Auntie Sade said because I don't know I mean you've heard Jamie talk about politics but Mm -hmm. I've never I I can't say I've heard Skepta say much well from what I've seen of Skepta you know when he was in that interview with um, Naomi Campbell he went like that when she started talking about politics (laughs) He actually went like that when she started talking about politics. That uh, <laughs> explains everything. Um, what do you guys think about him um, sharing his picture of, with, of Pretty? He hasn't commented, but, you know, people are kind of speculating on it. There's so much speculation. We don't know what he put it up for. We don't know if he was cussing her. We don't know if he was bigging her up. We don't know if he was saying, oh, there's a chick here. We don't know what he was saying. It was just the picture on its own. So there was no, there was no caption, nothing. No caption, no oh. nothing. Just the picture on its own, and the internet went crazy. Yeah. So he didn't call Two her. Ways. They went crazy, like, saying he's he's he fancies her. How can he fancy her? Then it was like, oh, he's calling her out. Then it was like he's bigging her up. But he said nothing. There were no words. So, so I, I was going to say, I, I thought he actually said that she was like buff or something like that. But no words kind of backs up my opinions of him. I expect stuff like that. Then I think, like, it's just a bit irresponsible then. Do you know what I mean? And then you're doing it for selfish reasons. You're so, you're doing it for reasons of, like, because it's going to create buzz. Do you know what I mean? Around you and people are going to start talking about you. And because this woman is, she's a hot topic right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, good or bad, she's a hot topic. So it doesn't make me respect that. And not that it's supposed to be there to respect it, but... It's just like, just rolling my eyes, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is this? Because at best, he's highlighting concern about her policies and what she's doing to the people of the UK and immigrants. At worst, you're objectifying her. Do you know what I mean? So, like, choose a lane, bro. Let us know what you actually stand for. Where are you in this? Because otherwise, it's just noise. I 100% agree with you, Shadi. I think it's irresponsible and... It doesn't say anything, but humans, we make our assumptions, we make our judgments. Because then when watching Simon's video, it just made me just think of all the guys that are so trash and just will, as Simon says, sleep with anything, whether they like you or not, you could be a total 
troll, but if you're giving up the goods. And so it's like someone like Priti Patel, who is not for anybody of colour, considering her colour um, uh, and her immigrant family status or heritage or background, I should say, why are you putting out this picture of her? And it is alluding to the fact, because you could have put up any picture of her, but you put up one where it specifically showed off. And it didn't even look, yeah. I mean, that's what made me feel sick. Like she didn't even look, it, it wasn't a bikini. Sh- I don't even understand. So so when Sideman said that, it made me look at Skepta like, oh. But I already kind of look at a lot of guys in our music industry, like your taste, morals and levels. And when it comes to women, and then obviously me being a black one, I'm like, yeah, would you ever put up a picture of any, you know, but would you want them to in that? No, we don't want them to either. Basically, you start falling into those lanes of like, mm-hmm. you'd even go there and you wouldn't even, even on the basic conversation of objectifying women, you wouldn't even put up a black, a black one. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the that, this is the straws that we're grasping at. But the fact of the matter is, let's, first of all, yes, don't objectify a woman. Don't objectify a trash woman who doesn't give a fuck about you, by the way. And then if you're if you're criticizing her, then go out, write those, use those what 140 characters to say something about Pretty's problematic behavior. Sorry, Auntie Farah, go on. I was just gonna say, again, it's us speculating, isn't it? I agree 100 percent It's irresponsible because he didn't say what the point of the picture was. So that is irresponsible. But we can't say that he was objectifying her or bigging her up over one race over another or anything like that because he said no words. He said no words. So we can't make that assumption. I 100% will say he's wrong to just put the picture up and not have any context behind it. But he could have been putting it up to say, look at this bitch. Here she goes again in, in Parliament chatting shit. It could have been that because we all know how problematic this woman is. Or it could have been... Oh, look at this woman's hips. It could have been anything, but we don't know. So I'm not, I don't feel comfortable going into an entire rant about him objectifying women in this particular scenario because we don't know what he was, his point was. He just left it open for everyone for speculation and that's why it's irresponsible. So we can go on yeah. all the tangents yeah. and come back to the fact like what you said. It's not necessarily what he was saying, but he left it open for everyone to discuss and for everyone to have an opinion and for everybody to... For his name to get out there. Look at this. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit that's happened now. Who, who was talking about Skepta before he put right. that picture up? Nobody was thinking about Skepta and his lame lyrics. And now <laughs> we're talking about him. Naomi was. It was his birthday, wasn't it? She did a little whole thing to him because it was his birthday. Yeah, she bigged him up. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to get the focus off his girlfriend, Adele. <laughs> For real. Allegedly. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, right. So, guys, if you haven't been living under a rock these last couple of weeks and days and stuff, you would know that Molly May, former Love Island contestant, done a competition. And it's been held as, like, one of the biggest competitions in the history of competitions at the moment. So she was giving away Louis Vuitton bags. She was giving away laptops, iPads, all these sorts of things, like, really glamorous prize. And it came up to, I think the value of everything was like 8K, right? So uh, a girl won it. Oh, I don't know her name. But a black girl won it. Everyone was like, oh, my God, amazing for the culture. All this kind of stuff and everything like that. And then Patricia Bright (laughs) came out and said, apparently she ran a competition not too long ago, giving away £10,000 to black businesswomen, basically. And I just wanted to know, do you think that Patricia is right to complain? 
is she right to be annoyed? Because basically she's saying if she had put like luxury items involved in her competition, that maybe it would have been trending like Molly, Ma- Molly Mays was. Do you think she's got the right to complain? I saw the, the Twitter thread. I was confused at first and I've kind of picked up the story. I understand her frustration, but I just think it was just luck of the draw. Because I, I, what I read was that hers came with a lot of, you had to fill out a form, you had to do a lot of explaining. And then it's so much easier to retweet and like, I think, which was Molly May's um, process and get free stuff. Easy. If I'm sure if Patricia's was retweet like for 10K, and because I think, well, who was it? Was it Cardi B and them that did that thing, like just declare why you needed the money that you, they, they had some, oh, yeah. and they were like, well, just tweet us why or DM us why you need this and we pick. So maybe if Patricia had done it, made it a lot more easier. I understand her frustration, but I don't know if she's misplacing that. It, it's kind of that kind of preachy, judgy thing of, oh, black people, we run for labels and we won't do business. It's that kind of cussing, you know, that thing that people that we do as black folks that judge each other on what we value. And then maybe there's a strain, a strain of truth in that, that maybe like, oh my God, Louis Vuitton and all that type of stuff. Of course I'm going to go for that. Oh, now I have to think about this business thing. I can't bother to do that. Maybe there's some truth fact in that. But overall, I just think maybe it's just, it was a bit too hard. I don't even know, because I don't even know who's more popular. I don't, I know Patricia Bright. I've never heard of Molly Mays. So I don't uh, know. Molly Mays has got 4.8 million followers and Patricia Bright's got 1.2. Well, that's not, oh, come on, Patricia, honey. I think... This was an element, a moment of miss, a knee-jerk emotional reaction to something that maybe if she thought about the campaign a bit better or a bit differently, it would have gone a different way. So I hadn't heard about this. And I actually follow Patricia Wright and I didn't hear about this competition as well. And I subscribed to both of her channels. So I don't know how I missed this 10K that she was giving away. What she's done, it's racist. You're putting down black people in front of everybody off of the back of a a prize that was probably aimed at quite a young audience trying to find designers how do they go together and she was saying i i was given away a prize that was worth 10k and that had all black designers and nobody cared about it even though you have three times less i could marginally understand but it's still a part of anti-blackness sentiment that you're putting us down that all we're, all we're good for is chasing after labels and not about business when actually black women are one of the leaders in, in creating small businesses. It's, it irks me that black people are so quick to carry on racist tripes and put us down and it doesn't get checked that that is also racist. Like what she's done is, is no different to a white person stereotyping black people and again putting out racist racist notions of us she's done exactly the same thing i have no respect for that you've done a good thing in giving 10k just do that and do better next time don't compare yourself to somebody who has three times as many people and this is in the millions she has three more million followers than you do like it's silly to even put yourself in the same category yeah, that's what I was was about to say. It's the same thing. Obviously, Molly May reached more people because she's got a bigger fan base, and that's just maths. It's basic maths that she's going to reach more people. If if um, Patricia Bright had the same, maybe she would have got the same sort of thing. But I just, I, I, I I'm kind of with you, Auntie Nana. We always talk about saying certain things behind closed doors. You know, not slagging each other off so much openly. I don't, I don't think much more about it i just think it's because of her fan base and that's it 
it isn't anything in particular to do with her. It's just her fan base. She doesn't reach the same amount of people. Molly Mae was on Love Island. She's more popular. If you look at it, the, the people that watch those sort of things and, you know, the um, sponsors that she's got and the people that she's aligned herself with, she's more popular. And that's why she got more people looking at her-ish. That's why. The only thing that they have in common is that they both have large followings. Not in the same category, I do agree with that. They have large followings, they're women, and they both run a competition. Other than that, they don't really have anything in common. Do you know what I mean? So, And also, I think, like, Patricia, really like you, do really like you, but, like, yours are so niche. Like, you're looking at black business women. That is just such a small percentage of the population. So, of course, not as many people are going to enter. I just think that's just nonsense to even compare it. And, like, in terms of trending, I guess that was her point about the trending bit. What do you expect? You know, with black issues, we know that it's just, unless it's a trending topic, it's not going to trend. Do you know what I mean? And, like, come on, like, Molly May's competition was to comment and follow. (laughs) It is the easiest thing in the world. You could comment as many times as you wanted to. Do you know what I mean? I think she had over 2 million comments. Like, come on, like. That is because people are just trying to win. Whereas, like, to enter Patricia's, you have to be black, you have to be a woman, you have to be a business owner. Do you know what I mean? You're disqualifying so many people out of the back kind of thing, which I'm not against her running that. Of course, do it. And then also the other thing with Patricia's, it was like there was one 5,000 prize and then was it 3,000 and 2,000? There wasn't just one person getting 10,000. That was split <laughs> as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Overarching, I see where Patricia's going with this because black issues do get pushed to the side, of course, and when things are for black people, definitely gets pushed to the side. But I don't think this is the comparison, right? Do you know what I mean? I just don't think this is the right comparison at all. For me, Patricia doesn't really speak to black people, really. I think she kind of speaks to young everybody but not not specifically i'm not saying that she shies away from her blackness because i don't think she does but she doesn't speak specifically to black women do you know what i mean so maybe that's a wake-up call for her in terms of like her audience right these things are in theory you know yes from the goodness of your heart but also publicity for yourself so people don't connect with you and believe in your intention you don't because i don't i, I mean like i said i, I surface you no know, patricia bright my daughter introduced me to her. I, whatever, lovely lady. But yeah, if you haven't connected with your audience in that way, and if you're saying, as you're saying, Auntie Shadow, if she, if black women don't see her as someone that, like Jackie Bynard. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, people like that. That you know, like it's for black women. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have that same response. People are gonna side eye it, side eye it, and be like, okay, it's broken down. Two K long. I mean, to what the other day, I think us, Far and I, there was a competition to win some hotel time in Santorini where we just come from it was a tag a friend and like the, the post hopefully we'll win and that's it I don't have to think about it did it with my eyes closed tag two mates and that's it I'm done and if I get it I get it. It's, I didn't have to think like okay now name three islands in Greece and then uh, and all this type of stuff I start to make it like a brain um, thing so you know yeah and it's led to two different walks of life different numbers different people it's like when people say, "Off," oh, because I think I had I did this thing with my friends, and my friends will cuss me. We were all talking about um, if you won the lottery, how would you share it with your friends? And I said to my friends, "Well, I'd sit you all down and have all of you come to me and talk about your like business ideas." And then I'd start. <laughs> yeah. And then my friends were like, "Just fuck you. Just give us the money. <laughs> Just spend the money." But it's that type of thing, like you're putting me through hopes and hurdles. Just give me the damn money, innit? I don't want to do yeah. all that. 
thinking about it and stuff like that. But my intention, just to clarify, was to think like, well, let's invest in the business and let's get everybody winning. And then so no one's like, spend it on shopping, you know. But I was being a bit too controlling, so I was told. Do have a comment um, from Nicola. Nicola Millington says, how much does Patricia Bright support other black content creators? I'm looking side-eye at this one. <laughs> and Monica says, I'm sorry, I've always side-eyed Patricia. She's not ready for her black audience. I feel like we're alien to her. I understand what they're saying yeah. to some degree. I understand. Because I, I do like her. But it's not like she's out there being ma majorly progressive. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, like Auntie Sade said, she, it's not like she's shying away from being black. But mm. it's not like she's out there speaking about... I kind of get where everyone's coming from by saying they side-eye her a little bit. If this feels like, for those of you who really know what she's about, does it feel like a publicity stunt? Is she trying to re... Uh, is she rebranding herself as a more woke person? To be fair, let me just say this. Like, I don't watch every video, do you know what I mean? And also, I've only started to watch more now she's doing the break because that mm. is more business focus and money, yeah. like wealth and education focus. So I really like that aspect and the way that she breaks it down in bite-sized pieces. But that's not underlined by race at all, that kind of thing. I mm -hmm. do think that she has been affected by recent events for sure do you know what i mean and and if she chooses now to speak about that in a more uh front forward kind of way then i i don't have a problem with that i think that's fine because that's her journey isn't it that's her story yeah. not all black people are like super woke like not all black people are super down or we're not a monolith do you know what i mean that kind of thing and i think she really is like you know she she's black but she's like I don't think she leaves with her blackness. I think she leaves with being female more than her blackness, if that makes sense. But I like her reviews. I like that she likes luxury things. I like that she does things on a budget as well, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And I like that, you know, ultimately she's a girl from South London. Like, I like that about her, kind of thing. And I like that narrative. That's the thing. It's like we have multiple narratives. So you can like many types of people. Do you know what I mean? Um, and thank God there are many types of people as well, kind of thing. I think because she is in a cultural bubble with who's around her, I would expect her to have those types of sentiments though. So sometimes I think if you don't know how to talk on black issues, then either start doing some work to learn how to um, negate some of the racism that we've all been indoctrinated under or don't speak on it. I prefer her just being quite generic in her, it, her content is, is good her business advice is really sound and I quite liked that she didn't go into black spaces because looking at her and watching how she interacts with her husband and her sister I would expect her to say something like this I would expect there to be edges to her cultural understanding but these are all learning things I think it's good that you you speak out on something and then you do hear criticism from people as to how what you've done is racist so you don't just get a pass because you're black. It's actually that like you are feeding into the same narrative that we're all trying to fight against. So, um, you know, I'm saying that she shouldn't, but then maybe she should because there are lots of people that have these same types of thoughts and expressions where it's like, oh, black people just do this. And we don't all do anything, actually. We don't all follow one pattern. So, yeah, maybe she should speak more, but people should criticise her in that moment as she's speaking and not give her a pass just because she's black. I don't think it's racist what she's saying. I think it's more misinformed. 
I just, I, I Is don't it know. Like the same as racism? <laughs> no, <laughs> not not all the time. <laughs> not all the time at all. Like I said, there's a slither where maybe, as Auntie Nana said, if Molly May put out LV gifts and Patricia Bright put out, okay, and let's just say Patricia had four million as well, and Patricia Bright put out black designers as a competition gift, what would go viral first? As you said, Sade, there's a conversation mm-hmm. about black issues and things being second to what's mainstream. So we have to, we can unpack that and have that conversation honestly, maybe behind closed doors, maybe not out on the socials for people to give people a chance to pick at it and use it against us. So there's a little sliver where if we really had all the stats, facts and everything, where maybe that was actually the case. It is anti-black. I don't know. There's some, there's some language. Yes, it could be, but my thing is like, who is she talking to in the tweet? Like if she's talking to black people, then cool. Do you know what I mean? Like I understand, I, I would understand how that is anti-blackness rhetoric kind of thing. But if she's talking to, I don't know, like these uh, media platforms or she's talking to press, then no, it's not really anti-blackness now. She's just doing a, a kind of misinformed opinion. That's my difference, really. I couldn't call her racist because I don't know who she's talking to. Mm. I don't know who she's referring to in her message, basically. Hey, I'm Auntie Nana. You're listening to Your Aunties Could Never. Now it's time for aunties to fix your life with Aunties Know Best. Dear aunties, I live in a rural part of the country and I've been unemployed for quite a while. The only jobs I'm being offered are ones on farms and it's just not my forte. I'm a creative and I want to create art to express myself. Recently, my mother, who I live with, has started to panic as in our village a lot of the usual workers have gone back to their countries and the farms have been struggling to bring in the harvest. My mother thinks that this is going to lead to a food famine and has started to put pressure on me to take one of these jobs. What should I do? I don't know about rural life and farm life. So they live on a farm. They live in a rural area. They live in a rural area, sorry, my bad. And so mum's saying, you know what, go and take one of these immigrant jobs because all the immigrants going bang at home. So go and pick some strawberries for our livelihood. Or asparagus. Or asparagus. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're sitting there and you haven't got a job and need to make ends meet and things at times are tough, then go and get a job in it. Because I think being creative and you want to be creative, if I know rural areas that have problems with Wi-Fi and stuff like that. I don't know what the capacity is out there, where the masters are and all that type of stuff. But there's still ways to be creative without you having to forego taking care of yourself financially. And if there are jobs going, and if that's the only jobs going in your area, then I would say take the job. I mean, I don't know the, the, the hours. Is it part-time? Is it full-time? You know, can you do part-time for a bit and just help? I don't know. I, I just... If it's to the point where, look, mum's saying you've got to get a job because shit's getting real, then get the job and still work out your creativity. There's so many things you can look at online to inspire. You're not, you haven't really said what your creative interests are, but there is a lot that can be done using the internet. Um, and you're in a rural, I don't know. I mean, the first thing that came to mind was artistic stuff, painting, lands. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I don't think you're limited I get the frustration of wanting to just live out your dreams and have a career, and especially in creative arts, it's um, 
it's difficult, and especially being in a rural place. It's not like being in a, in a city or a London where you've got access to all these type of resources. It is more difficult. But then there's also the question of if that be the case, what's the reality of you picking up sticks and moving to an inner city <laughs> or a town it's closer to resources where you can be in that creative space? And if you're going to look to do that, you need a job to save money. So then back to picking asparagus and strawberries to build up the coffers to go. Okay, so I'm in two minds with this one because I feel like if I lived in a rural area, I'm not going to work on a farm. I'm not doing it. I'm not working on a farm with animals because I'm not putting my hands in animals' mouth. I'm not mopping up shit because I've done that before. When when I was young, they sent us to Nevercott Farm and as part of the city kids experience, you had to go and mop up cow shit and milk the cows and feed the calves. And yeah, so I'm not working on a farm. Equally, I'm not picking no strawberries because I don't like nature in that sense with the bees and the worms <laughs> and all of that sort of thing. I live in a city for a reason. However, <laughs> if you're coaching at home and you're doing nothing and you're not contributing and you're a grown ass person, you take whatever job you can find to help out. These are tough times. You've got to take a job. If you don't want to work on a farm, go and work in the farmer's market. If you don't want to work in the farmer's market, go and pull pints in the local pub. Go sweep the streets. There are many, many things that you can do without actually having to go and milk the cows. But you need to get a J-O-B because the word of the day is J-O-B. No, definitely. I, I was listening thinking, all right, the first thoughts were quite harsh. It's like, this just sounds like a bout of laziness. Like you're using this, like, you know, oh, I just want to be creative. No, you sometimes you need to just do what your family needs and you need to go and work or move out. Like, mm. But if you ain't got no money, then where are you even moving to? Like, Don't be a burden on other people. Just go and get a job, whether it's picking. It's all seasonal, though, anyway. So usually when you're picking, it's like six weeks and then you can do something else. Or, yeah, you pick for a bit, you go and work in a pub if there's any pub jobs going or set something up online. Like, surely you're able to get Wi-Fi and stuff. Like, do do some digital marketing. Help somebody out with their social media. There's so many other things that you could be doing that's going to be helping your, your parents. But you can't be, no, just get a job. I think they should just do it to help their mother out because that's an important thing to do, to be honest. Nothing more than that. But I do think that a lot of people wouldn't, <laughs> Also as well, like, I think she um, she or he needs to kind of, like, you know, calm their parent down as well kind of thing and, like, you know, not feed into, like, maybe some paranoia there. But you should definitely be helping out for sure. Yeah, I don't know about the food famine and stuff like that because actually it doesn't equate because that's why I was trying to work out, is it the family that's struggling or does she want the, the child to pick so that it doesn't rot and then contribute to food famine where then the wider country doesn't have resources. So is, there's, there's a bit of, yeah, as you said, I think calming down of mum. Like, what, what's your problem here, mum? What, what, what are we arguing about here? What's the beef? But also, and the thing is, personally, I, used, I really like strawberry picking and stuff like that. But again, it was not a job. I was a child and it was fun. So yeah, <laughs> my job by force, I, I'd maybe have a different answer. In my mind, it's quite cute. And as people even pick 
Picked our food in this thing, and it's just a highlight in the fact. And this is very testament. If it was a fact where just go and get a job, and the person's thinking they're too nice to get this job, then it just t- it's testament to this whole conversation about immigrants and people taking people's jobs. And the English native or the white native of this country complaining about people taking their jobs, but yet there are a lot of jobs they would not take even if there were no immigrants. So there's all of that. We don't even know if this person's some sort of right winger. Adam. That's true. Didn't think of it like that. Very true. Very true. This is one from the internet. All right. So this is, what would you do in this situation? This is one of those. My friend invited us around to her new house for the first time and is cooking a meal for us. Three couples. So that's six of us in total. She asked us to send her £10 a head. So that's £20 a couple to, co- to cover the cost of the food. She's cooked for us once before, two years ago. Is this a normal thing to do? I'm also taking drinks, feeling slightly uncomfortable about the whole thing. What's your thoughts? You can't invite people around for dinner and ask them to pay. You can't, like, no. If you say to someone, bring a bottle, then that's different, isn't it? Like, but you shouldn't even need to say that. Most people, they're going for dinner, you'll bring a bottle for your host. But you can't be ringing up people and saying, yeah, I'm going to cook, but you need to pay me. That's not inviting people for dinner. That's no, I don't like that. Like, just no, I'm not going in it. <laughs> it's the principle. It's just the principle thing. If I want to pay for my meal, I'm going to go to a restaurant where I know that I like the food. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to take do a raffle, <laughs> do a gamble. You've got to be joking. Nah, I just think I don't know why people suffer them kind of things. I I really don't. It's it's a really easy fix. Just don't go. What's that thinking? Guys, just contribute twenty pounds to the food. Why? What's the? I don't understand. What's what's your thing? I'd feel so embarrassed and ashamed. I, I'm trying to think. What reason would I have to ask you guys, aunties, come around? I'm going to cook for you guys, yeah. Um, but just can you just put twenty pound in my bank? Is there any justifiable reason based on the fact that I've asked you? Not no other situation. You lot haven't asked me. I have said, guys, guys, come around. But can you put twenty pounds in the bank for me each? Where is there anywhere that is justifiable? If you really don't have any money, but yeah. why am I asking to cook for you, lot? Because you wanna, you want the money, but you wanna exchange uh, a service in in return for the money. So I'm asking for money because I need money, and yeah. what I will do is cook for you. But I'm gonna spend the money that I need on cooking. <laughs> That's then I'm gonna need more money. It's dumb. Yeah. The only time that this, this type of behaviour is acceptable is if you, as like, okay, so like me and my sisters. Sometimes we're like, we want to do a seafood brawl and we want to go in on the seafood. <laughs> so we're like, okay, I'm going to give you £50, sis. You go to the fish market. My other sister's going to give you £50. We're going to like buy lobster and crab and all them things and then we're going to cook it. Or rather, they're going to cook it. I'm just going to give them money for it. But do you see what I mean? Like in situations like that, where you make a group plan to do something and it's a group plan to do it, but not... You lot, aunties, come round. I'm going to make this wicked meal for you lot, but I need you each to give me £20 first. I'm inviting you. I'm extending the invitation. I I want you to come to my house and I want to cook for you. Come round to my house, but you must pay me £20 first. No, that's not right. I'm just not going. She sounds like the type of person that then if you did come around and didn't give any money, the portions would be so rational. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it should be like, you can't come in. 
she's also like this type of person like if you know if you live five minutes away and she drops you home she's asking for petrol it's just like yeah. that's the that also sounds like the type of person that would say to you you need to contribute to her electricity as well yeah. oh my electricity's gone down now my key needs a bit of internet <laughs> Oh my god, the Wi-Fi. 50. Sorry, I can't do my Wi-Fi because it's expensive. I should be hovering over you for seconds. You couldn't have seconds for sure. Ten pounds a head, unless you are making like lobster, it's not gonna cost you ten pounds a head. Like if you're doing like, you know, curry goat and rice, it's not gonna cost you ten pounds a head per person. Like that's your you're just going shopping basically. You won't yeah. have to pay for your weekly shop. Mm. I don't know. I, I feel like I would do it. I would moan, though, but I would do it. I do don't it. think I could say no. I would just send the money. I, no, I'd be cussing. Could you say no, though? Like, if a person I would, I would like, say no. Oh, really? I don't know. I'd if say I no to it. that. Or if I'm trying to be polite, I'm busy. Sorry, something came up. I can't come anymore. So. Yeah. I'm trying to, if I'm trying to be polite, but it's, it's going to be a no from me, dog. You know, like sometimes you might get together with your friends and you say, and you say, everyone bring a dish, innit? Yeah, yeah. Different. She's not even giving. She's just asking for straight up papers. No, yeah. no. Mm -mm. And I'm if you're making my money, I want to see the receipt then. Did you spend this money? <laughs> and to be honest. I want to see what was made with my money yes. and also I want to have control of the portions of what you made with my money because if I want to eat the whole pot to myself of what you made with my money then I'm going to sit there and eat and if anyone else like if someone came and didn't pay if they were the rebel like I'm coming in anyway, <laughs> you're not getting my 20 pound pot of food my 10 pound pot of food you're going to sit there and have everybody else's portions you ain't even mine so. and I want a container to take home <laughs> container the rest because it's mine <laughs> I only ate 10 pounds. <laughs> I want other 10 to take home. No, it's so true because when you go to a restaurant, yeah, whatever you don't finish, you take home. So, right. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Same rules apply then. And then also, I want to be served, innit? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I want full service. I want full service. For real. What if somebody did that for a wedding? Like, they charged you 50 pounds to go to the wedding. Like, you had to buy tickets to go to a wedding. Is that, is that I don't know if that's our culture, though. You know, do we do that? Like as black people, I don't think we really, really do that. Charge people for a wedding? It's not really. You're uh, against. You're right about culture because I've been to some non-black weddings, and you have to pay for your alcohol and stuff like that. Yes. And then black weddings, it's usually just like eat, drink, be merry from start yes. to finish. You don't that's want a downfall. You don't want to be that where everyone's talking. To, you know, like we we will talk about you forever. Like, it just, <laughs> like my mom. Imagine my mom, and we had to pay, and then the food wasn't nice, and there's yeah. a lot of events, and then we had to. It will be forever commentary. Yeah. Nah, I'm not. No, we will chat. That'll be legend, like for legend remixing. Nah, man. It nah. looks as well. Like every time you went to something, you'd be like, "Shut up!" After with man had to pay at your wedding. Can you imagine if they got divorced and you bang? Can I have my money back? That's what I'm saying. We got it last. Do you get a refund? Sorry. It's true. I paid for your wedding. No. No. I have heard about it. I have heard people saying like contributions and stuff, but then that all gets in. I just, 
it, no, I think black people, where we are, we like to feed people. We, we, wanna, we want that, we like, that's where yeah. ego pride is. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. You're going to come to my event and you're going to eat every, you're going to love my food. You're going to chat about how great my food yeah. was. The drinks were on tap, how the music was banging. That's all we want. We want that bragging rights to be like, yeah, walking like, yes, that one's party was yeah. lit. That's our culture. That's what we want. We brag on them things there. No, nah, you're not. I'm not giving you a chance you to want, cuss me. You want it to be. There's no more food. You came late in it. There's nothing. Like, I could maybe hook you up a little something, like scrape. You want it to be like that. You don't <laughs> want, want it to look back in this shit. Even that shame. If our food runs out at our parties, it's shame. You're not allowed to run out. No, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about like you're not allowed to run out of food, but like. You know, some things do run out. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a time yeah. of the night where not yeah. everything is available. Yeah, there's like, a time no when it's home. just like, wait, <laughs> might get some, but might not be no rice. Let me just boil another pot. Food can't run out. Tastes good. Drinks on tap. It's just, mm. no, nah, man, it's not, it's not our portion. It's not our thing. Nana, read the comments. Okay, so we have... Like Toby's one. So you kind of pay at African weddings when you buy outfits to match everyone and when you spray the couple when they're dancing. But you know those weddings where you have to, yeah. like, you're in the same cloth. So that is a form of payment, really, because the cloth isn't given to you. You do buy your cloth. You do give okay. money. But that's, that's normal, though. That's just yeah, like that's if you go to normal, yeah, right, right. and you buy an outfit yeah. and you give money or a present. So that's normal. I'm talking about having to pay to eat. I think that paying for a bridesmaid's dress is pretty normal. And, like, you know, having a present, do you know what I mean? Or putting money down into, like, a fund or whatever kind of thing, that's pretty normal. But paying for food, like, like I'm paying for my menu, nah, that's that's not normal to me. Yeah, in a wedding, you are contributing. You do contribute, and you should, because the whole start a kick for your marriage and all that kind of stuff. That's where the spraying kind of comes into it. But like, yeah, paying to eat there after I've already done that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. What if, um again, it's, it's, I'm just asking because no. But if it's like in some exclusive hotel location and it's just like, guys, look, this is where we're doing it. And no, I'm sorry, <laughs> but no. why are you doing it there if you can't afford it? If you can't afford it, just trying to put your cloth to your size. Right. 100%. You know what I mean? That's what my dad always says. <laughs> 100%. Read Nicholas' comment, please. No, no. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. All right. What's Nicholas said? So, Nicholas has said there was a woman who sent an invoice to a family when a child did not turn up to the child's party. Wow. Okay, so yeah. look now. How? You know, no. Certain, no, no, there's some certain parties where, again, it is cut to your cloth because the children's party is another thing because you can pay per head. You know, those type of things where yeah. you pay for all the yeah. kids or this is a child's party. We need a deposit for this, that, because it's so it is. It's a, it's a little bit different and the same because I know there are people that, you know, we can't afford to pay for everyone. But we want to have a nice party for our child and might be going to like some kids zania, kids mania place or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say this with chess. I'm going to say this because this is what I do. I took my daughter to Kidzania last mm. year for her birthday last year. If I'm inviting children, I am paying for the children. Yeah. Adults, you pay for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Children, I'll pay for you. Her birthday just gone. It was like I, it was. A, it, I did a spa day for her, and it was like six children. If no one turns up, I would have still had to pay for it. But I, that's my choice. 
I'm mm. not expecting no one to pay for that. My thing is just, I always make the adults aware, you lot gotta pay for yourselves, innit? Wherever we go, I'll pay for the kids because it's my daughter's birthday. It's, I want the kids to be there for her, but the adults need to pay for themselves. If a child doesn't turn up, I'm not then gonna be writing to the mum and dad saying, hey, what, now you owe me X amount of money. Come on now, get a grip. Because if you couldn't afford it, you shouldn't have done it. Simple facts. If you knew that one person not coming was gonna burn your pocket, you shouldn't, you just don't do what you can't, what did, what's it you said, Charlie? I like that saying. <laughs> Cut your cloth. Cut your cloth to your own size. Like my grandma said, <laughs> your cuckoo cook, yeah? If you can't afford things, don't do it. Your belt bus. No, don't. <laughs> I'm don't. Playing, I, am, I agree, I'm playing devil's advocate here. But what if, like, you know, it's not just that it will break you, but man said that it cost this and I'm paying for your child and you didn't turn up. Are there any reasons why you'd be like, you didn't turn up, so you need to pay back. What what could be a fair reason to? I, only I would if, offer. Also, go on. Yeah. I would offer. I would offer to pay. I would if, offer if I know it's being paid per head. Like if it was Kazania, and for some reason on the day one of them was sick, or I decided I can't be asked to go to West London, I would just pay for the ticket. I wouldn't leave it as oh we just didn't turn up. But I also wouldn't expect somebody to come at me like oh now you owe me twenty pounds. Yeah. I can't lie, I probably wouldn't, you know, but what I was going to say, I probably wouldn't, because I wouldn't expect it, because I wouldn't do that myself, do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm doing kids, like, I'm paying for everybody, you don't need to worry about anything, and I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that I can afford it, and then some, I'm like, what am I doing it for? It's too show-show, it's too kind of like, oh yeah, I, I can live this lifestyle, or my kid can live this lifestyle, actually, you can't, do you know what I mean? So, you know... Like, it, I think it's rude. I'll, I'll say that. It's actually rude. I would offer it if my child couldn't turn up, especially if it was like, especially if it was, if she was sick and stuff, I'd be like, boy, she was sick. But if it was something like, you know what, we're going somewhere else, I couldn't be bothered to go. I might then say, look, I'll pay you back if you like, but I wouldn't expect to be demanded. It's not get, send me a Not an invoice. No, no, she didn't make, but she didn't agree terms before you even think, except the invite. On the invite, well, I should yeah. be saying, like, it says this, <laughs> there. 100%. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not paying. What am I paying for? When you invite people to things that you've got to pay for, you make it clear. Like, I always make it clear. I say, let me know because I'm going to need to book it. So if it's a no, then just tell me, innit? Because then I won't book for that person. But then yeah. that's what I'm saying. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. So if you've done all of that, which is what you do, which is standard procedure for anything, yeah. I'm booking. And that's like friends, us going out, innit? I'm booking. Turn up. And then the person doesn't turn up after they've done said yes. Because I'm not sending them an invoice. No, I'm not sending them an invoice. I'm just saying, but there is a there is the money. I'm not asking them for money. If the shoe was on the other foot, Auntie Nana said, I would offer to pay. Yeah, yeah. I would do. I would offer to pay, but I'm not running no one down for the money. I'm not coming at you and saying, "Where's your where's the dope." I'm not yeah. doing it. But then, but then we're different when it comes to friends. Like we're all going out. The aunties are going on a girls' night out. But that's because we're all contributing. You're not paying for me. No, no. Listen, listen. I'm saying that yeah. I'm going to book. And I'm paying. Oh, yeah. I'm paying. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, the thing is, like, <laughs> if, you, if you're going to book here, unless the thing is, like, 20 minutes later, like, I'm paying you back before yeah. we even got there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Money, like, you know what I mean? That money is yours anyway. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I can't, yeah. you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't even let it wait that long. Yeah. And yeah. it's also yeah. different because we're all paying anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I forgot my logic there. It's right. I was trying to extend it and extrapolate it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need to move on. Times are ticking. That was Auntie's No Best. If you have a dilemma, please send them to dilemmas.com.
dot your aunties could never at gmail.com. Hey, I'm Auntie Farah and you're listening to Your Aunties Could Never. And now we're about to take you guys back with Black in the Day. Okay, guys, it's my Black in the Day today. Um, okay, right, so I want you to cast your minds back. Before there was digital downloads, before there was mini discs, before there were CDs, think about the era of the tape. What was your first mixtape either given to you or you created yourself? You know what? I, I can't think of the first mixtape, but what I used to do a lot with cassette tapes was I would tape like a radio station and and then I would be the, the DJ, like the disc jockey, the MC. Yeah. So I would play the tune and it would be like, and now you're tuned into. It's probably like Foster Boss Radio, and and so I would do all of that on a tape, and then listen to it back. Like those were my my radio tapes. So there'd be all of my favourite tunes, like I Want to Set You Up and Salt and Pepper on Vogue, and then it would be me like being the disc jockey. That's my most favourite thing with tapes. I wish I had one of them still, but I used to do that a lot. I used to love making like um, I'm sure I've said I feel like I've said this. I used to do like radio shows. So, you know, like back in the day, like you said, you used to have those big tape machines and you could press record. Yeah. So you could record the music on the radio, but you could record yourself too. So I would do like radio shows and I'd say, coming in and we've got these guests in now and I'd do news reports and all sorts of things. My mum's actually got one of them tapes. But when you first said mixtape, my head went to sex tape. Not sex <laughs> tape, like like showing people. I mean, like, you know, like like a slow down tape. My head kind of went there. Because yeah. I remember in college, the boys used to have this tape that they used to make around and like everyone was kind of like had their time with this tape that's where my head went when you said about tape I made many a radio tape I didn't make radio shows but I just had many many I was that child sitting at the radio ready to press pause and then yeah when the freaking presenter would talk over the track and then you'd be waiting for it to play again and then I might do a little bit of styling. Where I'd do a little bit of dead air, so there'd be like a nice fade out, and then the next tune would come in. Um, I don't remember my first one because I was always I was always making tapes, always in my room, doing that, listening to you know whatever choice or the Westwood and shit like that. Um, yeah. I know, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I've still got some tapes. I always remember the old, and I think I was one of those people that like I pride myself on having great tapes. So then I'd share them with my friends and make tapes for people. I think, um, yeah, my music was my like my sanctuary. So I was really, very, very anal when it came to my mixtapes and my, my my soundtracks. And definitely, definitely had a slow jam tape where it had all the Black Streets and the Jodeces and lots of singing and Mary J. Blige's and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, also the boys used to put on that special tape. Like, oh my God, he played that. And all that stuff. <laughs> so you knew what time it was. So yeah, were, basically, like, <laughs> play, now kiss. <laughs> I used to love making tape so much. That was like my little escape and stuff. I do remember, though, being in school and just accidentally becoming popular because I had just left the tape player recording this radio show and it just so happened to pick up what's that song I don't even know that song what it's called but it's like when I see you smile yeah I accidentally yeah. recorded that song didn't know it was a big tune 
But back then, yeah. it was a big tune. <laughs> it was a big tune. So I automatically became popular like with my Walkman. Everyone would take a, you know, a turn to go and listen to it and stuff and everything like that. So that's oh. what I kind of like, you know, got into it and everything. Actually, I used to create my own bike because we had our cable hooked up to our sound system mm-hmm. so we can record tracks off the box and mm. whatever oh wow so we had like cool yeah we could really create like some That's really cool. good mixes and stuff and then um i remember this boy gave me a tape as well kind of thing so and it was like h-town like my favorite song rain and stuff i was just like oh this is amazing <laughs> i really liked it <laughs> But yeah, so I remember those ones. But I still have my tapes. No tape player, but I do have. I still have my tapes. I've just thrown away my tape player because it died, and I really, I've got my tapes, and I really need some. There was a. I can't remember. I went to an event, and they had a promotional. Their little PR stunt was um, giving away Walkman. So I've actually got a Walkman. I haven't used it yet. Oh. And it's got the actual oh. old school over the ears with the orange foam headphones. Oh, seriously! Oh my god! Um, I do want to get a tape recorder back because I've still got especially like the old school garage mix tapes. And I've still got rare groove tapes and some of my early radio tapes. So I'm really, I need to get them. my videos. I mean, that segues into my video. Yeah. That was just yeah. like, again, that was my thing. I had music videos for days yeah. and we should watch them on repeat. So bring them to my hairdresser, when I used to work in hairdressers and play them. I was like, oh my God, where's your video tape? What have you got? What tunes have you got? And just staying there waiting. It's good. My sister used to have, my mum didn't have it. She weren't having cable or none of that. So I'd go to my sisters and babysit my niece. And that's when I'd watch uh, your MTV raps and I'd get all the tracks. And I'd just, it just would be like absolute heaven to get those obscure hip hop tracks and stuff like that. So yeah, I've got, I've got a bunch of videos, but I don't have a video player, which is what I've been trying to look for. Get a good video player to, in my mind, I'm going to take them all and put them on dig, um, online. I know I'm never going to do it, but that's what I keep saying. <laughs> I could probably organize that for you still. Please don't break my heart because I'm gonna. There's memories like you know in my mind these this, these these mixtapes are so fantastic. Where probably when I watch them, I'm like, oh, this is so good. But do you remember having to fix your your um, cassette tapes? Of course, yes. yes. I was a dog. Yeah, yeah, and then And really, I was like a fucking scientist, mate. <laughs> you had to but yeah hey i'm auntie shade you're listening to your aunties could never it's almost time to wrap up before we do aunties what's made you sad mad or glad okay guys what What made you sad mad and glad this week i am very glad for my lovely ladies that I went to Santorini with. We had a fantastic time. So I am just full of the joys of gladness about my holiday and my, the company we kept. Even with all the restrictions that were there, we still managed to have a great time. Um, caught the sun, ate some good food. I've got calamari and fish withdrawal with <laughs> mushrooms on the side. I've got <laughs> withdrawals of that. But I'm sad that on the way out i twisted my ankle i was not drunk i twisted my ankle and it's swollen by about that much and i'm currently sat down with it on ice and uh can't move around my house and that's stressful to me because i'm not hopping on one leg trying to look after a seven-year-old but yeah that's it nothing's made you mad no nothing's made me mad 
Excellent. So I will run all of mine into one. So from sad. So sad started about two years ago. My nephew got in a bit of trouble and he went down a really long road of various different spots with the police and made us really mad at points because we was really scared for his life or what he could do to somebody else. So this was like a really trying kind of two-year period. Then during lockdown, he decided that he would move to Ghana, buy his own ticket and learn the gold trade and herbal medicine. So on Sunday, we said goodbye to Saren and waved him off onto his KLM plane to Ghana. And it's just the most amazing journey with an 18 year old. So this was like from his 15th, 16th birthday, we've been on this journey with him and prayed that he would just kind of wake up out of this spell of badness and really awaken to his kingship. And he's just done it. So I'm just so, so glad that we're over that kind of part and we can leave the police where they are and really just hopefully he's going to be a, an amazing success but the biggest thing is that he's safe that's yeah. the main thing so we're overly glad about that we're sad mad glad um for me sad i don't really have a lot to be sad about at the moment mad just over the way the government's dealing with this whole second wave stuff like it's just very yeah. very maddening to be honest and glad Two things made me glad, actually. Brianna Taylor's family getting a payout, um, although obviously it's no replacement for her life at all kind of thing, but at least there is some little bit of part of justice served. There's still a long way to go, but I think that is a good progress. Also, I found a new TV show or online show that I really love. Like I get, I, I like being obsessed with TV shows and I've yeah, had yeah. a bit of a void and I've got a new one called The Boys. And it's oh, The Boys. Oh, yeah, 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 I've been watching yeah. that. Oh, I thought you were going to yeah. tell us that I knew. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, I was oh, like this. Late for party. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. I absolutely yeah, love good. it. It's so good. I won't spoil it for anyone. But if you love superhero, any type yeah. of film, series, whatever, you're going to absolutely love this. So, yeah. It just combines all my favourite things. So, yeah. It's all good. I want to say I told you about it, but I don't think no, you didn't. I didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> not this time. I Although I didn't know that. What do you call it? Big, quiet, no, little, what's it Big Little Fires. No, 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 the other one. Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies yeah. that you recommended, which is very good. I really like that. Although what's annoying about both of these shows is that, no, actually, maybe more the boys. There's just no black female like, leads. And it's it's so disappointing, so disappointing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that. But also, sorry, I just want to quickly say hello to my auntie who's watching. Thank you. Um, what's made me sad by glad? Sad to be back, <laughs> not back <laughs> to my family and my loved ones, obviously, but sad because it was just a great holiday and very needed. Um, glad to be back, really. Glad that Regina King. And Zendaya won their awards, making them the first black and mixed race women to win lead character. But that also made me mad because why, after 71 years of the Emmys, mm. are we just having to do this shit? So it annoys me. So it's made me sad. I mean, mad and glad. Otherwise, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm glad to be 
back, kind of. Thank you for watching. Um, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're um, on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Follow us everywhere and tune in next week at 1 p.m. Tuesdays. And that's it. Do hit us up on Instagram and let us know what's made you sad, mad and glad. If you want to follow the aunties, here's how you can. You can follow me, Auntie AK, on all social media platforms at The British Blacklist. You can follow me, Auntie Nana, on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest and Twitter at Love Yaya. You can follow me, Auntie Shade, at Shade Salami on all platforms. And you can follow me, Auntie Farah, on Instagram at FarOutProductions77. And that's our show. You've been listening to Your Aunties Could Never podcast, hosted by The British Blacklist. Please listen to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other listening platforms. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as Your Aunties Could Never. Please don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. See you later. <laughs>